Act of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Jonathan Jones. everyone, this is Jonathan Jones here with my weekly commentary and discussion on uh, anything worship, the, uh, theology, or uh, sometimes culture. And uh, I try not to do it too often, but I might veer off in another direction every now and then. Talk about sports or movies. I have many interests. Uh, but my calling is uh, worship. And uh, even in a pastoral role, I, I believe the Lord has called me to lead his people in worship and teach the biblical truths of worship as our primary uh, responsibility as Christians. Uh, Today, um, I'm going to talk about something that I I think is very, very relevant in the church, Um, and that is the issue of the law. When we read scripture, we um, uh, think about the law many times. We might think about uh, the Old Testament laws, Um, the uh, Ten Commandments or, or things like that. And um, so the question now, and, and rightfully so, I think, is are we under any portion of the law? Are we under all of it, some of it, or none of it? Um, discussions of the law can be both frustrating and confusing. I was once asked a question by an atheist that went something like this. Why do you pick and choose which biblical laws you obey. Why do you believe that homosexuality is a sin, but you wear mixed fabrics and you eat shrimp? Um, in fact, I do eat shrimp. In fact, it's really good wrapped in bacon, uh, both of which uh, you find uh, laws against in the Old Testament. And so when I began pondering questions such as this, I was kind of dumbfounded. I really had inadequate responses whenever people would ask me that. It's a difficult Question to answer, uh, yeah, why do I do that stuff? Uh, which in my mind legitimized the question. My pastor at First Baptist Slayton, uh, Cleve Kirby, uh, brought an excellent message a few weeks ago on a Sunday evening about the law and um, made the point that the law really existed to not as a standard for us to abide by, but to show us that we cannot abide by it. And so attempting to move beyond embedded theology into deliberative theology, I had to ask myself, why indeed do I obey some laws and uh, not others? And I heard many explanations over the years as I was growing up uh, from intelligent people, but there was nothing satisfactory. And so the ultimate question is this, are we as Christians under some of the law, all of the law, or none of the law? And so to answer this question, I have three thoughts to give clarity to the issue. Clarity to the issue. I, you know, it seems that when I'm um, preparing these discussions, I seem to come up with three points. I don't do that intentionally. It just kind of works out that way, or it has recently. Um, the, the first thing is, uh, we want to keep in mind as Christians, is the threefold division of the law. This is one thing my pastor uh, referred to. Um, and, and so this is... A good explanation, I think, a significant view held regarding the law is that there is a threefold division. In other words, old covenant laws included the moral law, the civil law, and the ceremonial law. 
And those who hold to this view will likely assert that the civil law and the ceremonial law were only applicable to Israel. And therefore, we're no longer bound by them. An example of such a law is in Leviticus 19.28. It reads, you shall not make any cuts on your body for the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. Uh, This is a law that was applied only to Israel before entering the promised land. If it's applied to us today, we should not only assume that tattoos are sinful, but many of us are sinning by disobeying the law just prior to it, which is tell, it tells us to trim, uh, not to trim the edges of our beard. <laughs> I know I have a beard, but I do trim its edges. Um, and so if we're going to say that one law is, is sinful if we don't obey it, then we have to say the other is too. And so the context makes it um, apparent that this is not a moral law, but a civil law. And those who hold to the threefold division of the law perspective would likely argue that moral laws are still common in the New Testament. And, and, and it holds water. I can see that view. And, and it makes sense. Uh, th- there are some problems I see with this view. First of all, there is no explicit biblical foundation to support the f- threefold view. Um, uh, there is biblical evidence. I am not saying that. There's just not an explicit foundation. The threefold division of the law, while it makes sense, is really something human minds have sort of devised. Um, nowhere in Scripture is such a division presented. Secondly, if there's a threefold division of the law, it's often difficult to determine which laws belong in which category. The truth is the law is the law, no matter which division it may be, so disobedience to any part of it would have been disobedience to God. And so we could try to compartmentalize it, but we still find ourselves utterly failing at keeping them, no matter what it belonged to. So the, the threefold division of the law might make sense, and I think it certainly has weight. It, it definitely has weight. Um, but personally, I would say it, it, I don't know that it, um, uh, it is explicitly founded. Um, but it is a good way to explain things. Here's the second issue when we're talking about the law. Are we under all of it, some of it, or none of it? Uh, this is the text my, my pastor preached on a few weeks ago. It was Matthew chapter 5, um, which Jesus himself said that he came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Uh, when we consider our obligation to the law, Jesus' words make the most sense to me, as they should. According to Jesus, he fulfilled every part of the law and the prophets. He thus, to me, implied that we no longer have to uh, fulfill the law because the reality is we never could. Therefore, we are not under the law. We are under grace. Okay. Now, this is a difficult thing to discuss because many people would say that that means that, hey, I can live however I want, and it doesn't. I'll get into that, but we're not under all of it or some of it even because it has been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. But even though we're no longer under the law, we should not assume that it's futile to obey God. Uh, something my pastor brought out that I completely agree with and have thought with thought about for a while is what we try to do, what we need to do as Christians is not conform to the law, but conform to the image of Christ. In other words, God's character. We can't live however we want, except that we want to live for Christ. 
And so the law itself has no transforming power, but Jesus Christ does. And therefore, because of his atoning death on the cross, and because he has fulfilled the law, our lives are changed. We cannot fulfill the law, therefore Jesus did. So here's the third thing, kind of continuing on this thought. We conform to God's transcendent character, not a law. How do we reconcile obedience with Scripture? If we're not under the law, why do we obey the Scripture? It's because we conform to the image of Christ. The reason it may seem uh, that we obey certain biblical commands is because they are transcendent and timeless as part of God's character. In other words, we don't obey laws, but we obey God because we are conforming to his character or should be. Uh, There are certainly some commonalities in both the New Testament and the Old Testament, and these commonalities exist because they deal with God's character, not because of the laws in and of themselves are, are still relevant. The reason they are relevant is because they are part of God's character. In other words, uh, here's an example, the Ten Commandments. <laughs> when I say we're not under the law, we are e- not even under the Ten Commandments. So why do we not murder people? We don't murder because God is not a murderer. That is opposite of his character and so that is why we seem to pick and choose Uh, next time someone says that to you you could say yes we absolutely do pick and choose but we know why we pick and choose there are laws that were applicable only to israel but the primary reason is because we obey based on god's character we pick and choose god's character as our point of reference Um, and it's evidenced in the old testament and the new testament scriptures what God's character is. So let me challenge all of us to live by the transforming power of Jesus Christ rather than conformity to a powerless law. Christ has fulfilled it. He has fulfilled the law so we don't have to because we never could anyway. And so now we are changed by Jesus Christ. And so our obedience is in conformity with his character. We are no longer under the law but under the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thanks for listening. This is Jonathan Jones.